Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live.
is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 663 starts right after a word from thecrystalshow.com. Listen to The Crystal Show for celebrity gossip, amazing interviews, musical guests, and the most fun to be had on internet radio. Check out the past and new podcasts at thecrystalshow.com. I go on and on, can't understand how I last so long. I must have the superpowers, last 223,000 hours. All right, go to thecrystalshow.com. Check out, uh, oh, golly, there's so much to look at there. Uh, you can check out a pimp's perspective over on YouTube. Check out her blog um, and get crystallized there. She has books to read. She just kind of does everything. Go to thecrystalshow.com and be entertained. 347-202-0215 is the number. On the Talk to Q Radio Show, no experts, just opinions. To the phone lines I go for the first time in 2017. Working his way to the, making his way to the ring, the man in black, from the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida. I welcome on the Buckster. What's happening, man? Happy New Year to you. Yeah. What up, what up? Happy New Year. <laughs> Do something a little different. Break out from yeah, that was very different. <laughs> that was very different. All right. Well, let me go a little bit further north. Well, a lot farther north to the 517 area code, the outskirts of the Motor City of Detroit. Who welcome on the author, the show hostess, the show legend, Miss Crystal. Dickerson. What's happening, Chris? Thank you. How are you? Hey, Buck. How are you? Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, Crystal. How are you doing? Thank you. Happy New Year. Good. All right. Good to have you on. And we'll go ahead and kick this thing off like an NFL puncher. So, 347-202-0215 is the number. All right, you know, we just had New Year's Eve, and, well, first of all, before, before I even get to my first, I guess, real question, and, Crystal, I'll start with you. Where does New Year's Eve or New Year's Day rank among the holidays for you? Like, if you compare it to the other national holidays, 
Christmas, Thanksgiving, Labor Day, Memorial Day, Fourth of July, where does it rank? Uh, New Year's, I guess. Okay, you need golf. How many? Five. <laughs> um, out of the the winter uh, holidays, I guess it would be number three. It's not really something I celebrate that much. And even when I was, you know, like young in my party days, I mean, it wasn't um, like huge mm-hmm. <laughs> for me. So it's you know I mean it really is just about you know getting a day off or you know making your resolutions or something you know and and you know I used you know watching the countdown or something like that I mean it was just it's just that kind of a thing like the Grammys okay okay and Buck what about you man. Well, back in the young days, what is, where, do, where does New Year's rank for you? Well, I guess out of the big big three towards the end of the year would be third. Um, but you know, back in the day, I mean, you know well as I do. I mean, we used to celebrate it a little bit more than we do now. Um, you know, back in the day, it was you know a necessity to be out for New Year's Eve. But for me, you know, that's amateur night at the Apollo, so you stay off the roads. You know, and if you do happen to go to a party, you know, make sure it's something private where, you know, in case you get liquored up or something or whatever your vice is, um, you know, you want to be careful and just, you know, stay where you're at and stay put versus, you know, just, you know, driving around out there on the road. Being out and about. Being out and about. Uh, I mean, there's there's all kinds of celebrations now. I mean, here, I thought they were going to cancel it, but, you know, they had the Pelican drop. But we had – we had more rain, so there were probably more pelicans than people downtown. But um, we had a lot of rain here, um, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. It just wasn't really feasible to be out, especially if you got common sense. You know, you didn't want to be out there with people that only celebrate, you know, only drink, you know, once a year, and you know they try to make it home and not do the right thing. So just best to stay off the mm-hmm. roads and. You know, for me, like I said, just, you know, back in my young days, that was something I would do. But now, you know, I do more reflecting, um, you know, of the of the year and try to reevaluate and reassess for the new year. Okay. All right. That's cool. Nothing wrong with that. So, um, I mean, as far as what's the perfect New Year celebration for you then, like Crystal? Is it about family, fireworks, you know, uh, Netflix? I mean, if you could have the perfect New Year's uh, New Year's Eve celebration, what would it be? Um, I guess uh, the perfect, I guess, it would be out and about. I mean, somewhere really nice at a really nice party, you know, mm-hmm. um, with not too many people, but more exclusive people, but still a really nice place in a party. I guess that would be ideal. Mm-hmm. So, so semi-private, you know, just with people who are supposed to be there. Yes, <laughs> the word. <laughs> VIP okay. or whatever. All right. And Buck, what about you, man? What's the perfect New Year's Eve for you? Well, I mean, I'm pretty much like Crystal, something exclusive. I mean, it's, it's all right to be out and about when you, you're in an exclusive place. 
you know, there's, I'm quite sure there's things on people's bucket list they would like to do. But for me, I would like it to be exclusive, um, not too many people. Um, you know, just just to celebrate, you know, family and friends being together. You know, maybe at a, you know, maybe rent a place, you know, somewhere warm, um, you know, like a condo or something like that, and ring in the new year together with family and friends, you know, some that you grew up with, some that, you know, some that you know now and just kind of like have a, you know, nice little get together and, you know, bring in the new year that way. Um, you know, something, you know, it could be somewhere like Daytona or Miami or Fort Walton, Fort Lauderdale or something like that, Tampa or something, you know, something, or you know, maybe California, wherever, but, you know, just mm-hmm. something that's nice where you can kick back and relax and chill and, you know, dream, you know, set dreams and goals for the new year. Okay. All right. So, um, let's see. Robin Peppers Hunt chimed in on Facebook out of California. She said Netflix for sure. That's the perfect New Year's Eve for her. Latoya Brown chimed in all the way from Bangkok, Thailand. She said the best I've had thus far has been in the middle of millions of people in downtown Bangkok. Fireworks, confetti, food, and family too. So, all right. For me, I'm kind of like um, I'm kind of like Crystal. I want to go somewhere nice and, you know, somewhere where you got to dress up a little bit and go out to a little ball or something and have a good time and celebrate. I, I think the perfect situation. I remember Buck telling me about something he did one time, where he went to a party that was at a hotel. It's like a package deal. So you got to participate in the party, and afterwards you just go upstairs to your room. I mean, that would be perfect. Where you don't have to yeah, drive and be out there dealing with any roadblocks. So if I could find a nice hotel that has something going on, and then afterwards you just go upstairs and bring in the new year the right way. Well, whatever that way. Oh yeah, for you. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's 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 what's up right there. I, I think that would be um, something a lot of people would like to do. A lot of people would like to do. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, let me ask this. Uh, do you make New Year's resolutions? And, and Crystal, I'll, I'll ask you. Uh, I mean, if so, what are some of the resolutions you've made? Even if you don't make them now, if you made them in the past, what are some of the resolutions you've made? Oh, what everybody else has made, you know, be better person, um, <laughs> I, you know. Oh, what? Why did you laugh at that? Um, <laughs> that was a joke I thought of earlier. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, just you know, do all the right things. Um, eat better. Um, I'm horrible at eating. I I love cheeseburgers and pizza. So eat better, <laughs> eat more healthy, things like that. I mean. Um, be a kinder, gentler person. I don't know. You know, you know, just be better. Just be a better human being. She couldn't even say it. Okay. <laughs> I know it was hard for to let that come out of her mouth. Imagine the kid who brought me for the first time. I know, right? Actually, I love broccoli. Um, Thank God. Right? Real broccoli, not like the song, but real broccoli. I, I love the leafy vegetables. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so anyway, contrary to your laugh, that's 
when I usually I didn't do that this year. I didn't I don't make resolutions per se anymore, but uh-huh. but yeah, that's usually what I what I do. You know. Okay, okay, okay. And uh, before I get to you, Buck, I got to go see the doctor. Go see the doctor. To the 910 area code, the Tar Heel State of North Carolina. I welcome on the man that plays a doctor on the radio, Dr. Bobby Willis. Happy New Year to you, brother. Hey, Happy New Year, Q. What's up, Buck? And my favorite man, Nita Christmas. <laughs> What's Hello, up? Doctor. <laughs> Hello, Doctor. And Dr. Willis, do you make New Year's New Year resolutions? And if so, what are some of the things you you make or have made? You know, I think as much as people say they don't make them, I think in the back of your mind you do say what you're gonna do differently (laughs) when the year steps in. But um, you know, I I, I've been I don't make them, but uh, I think this year, you know, uh, it's just to you know just just basically um. You know, like everybody else, you know, you wanna you wanna be able to eat right, you know, exercise more, all that stuff, you know. So so there's nothing different there. Okay, Buck, what about you, man? I really don't do I used to do New Year's re- resolutions, but I don't do those anymore. I I actually just write down some goals and, you know, try to stick to that. Um and I you know, just you know, everybody wants to do, you know work out a little bit more, you know, eat a little bit better or whatnot. I actually eat fairly decent, and I try to stay in fairly good shape. Um, similar to a lot of stuff I do is physical anyway, so I'm gonna have to be in shape. But I mean, there's still things that you'd like to do better, you know, and there's things that you'd like to achieve. So you know, I try to write them down as goals and not necessarily call them New Year's resolutions. I just try to stick to those and just, you know. You evaluate what you did in in the in the previous year, and you try to you know elevate yourself to a higher standard the following. So you know just try to you know put that in the rearview mirror. But I don't I don't do really I don't call them New Year's resolution. I just write you know just do a goal and set a plan and just try to you know try to achieve it. Okay, so let me ask you this, Buck. For people who do make resolutions, should they make just one resolution and try to stick with that? Or is it okay to have multiple things? Depends on the person. I mean, it depends on, you know, everybody can't make a bunch of resolutions and achieve them. I mean, you know, you can't be, you know, you can't say you're going to work out in the gym and you're starting out, you know, 100 pounds more than what you need to, and you go in there and try to do a workout regimen, you know, that's exceeding your, you know, that's more than what your skill set is going to require. I mean, you got to, if you're going to do in a um, per se, uh, New Year's resolution, you know, see something that you can actually achieve. You know, don't go in there and try to overdo, you know, overdo it, whether it's, you know, gym work, whether it's you, you want to do more cardio. I'm just using that for example. Um, or, uh-huh. you know, say you, want to, say you want to eat better and you know that, you know, it's going to take a little bit for you to, you know, devise an eating plan that's going to, you know, be good for you and keep you full versus, you know, just going out there eating whatever you decide you want to eat. So, I mean, you have to kind of, if you're going to set a New Year's resolution, you've got to form a game plan of some sort and make it to where it's achievable. Don't try to try to make it, like, so drastic to the point to where you cannot achieve what you're looking for. 
uh, or what you're trying to achieve. Just, you know, make it achievable, you know, and take little steps. You don't have to take gigantic steps right out the gate, and that's why a lot of people can't hold on to their New Year's resolutions because, you know, they think they can just go get a gym membership or, you know, just start an eating plan, and it'd be so drastic to the point to where you lose, you know, you lose interest in it and you, it's because you can't do yeah. it because you can't achieve what you're looking for. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, some people some people think they can go, you know, all right, I'm going to start a diet today. And they think starting a diet is starving the shit out of yourself and depriving you of the foods that, you know, that you, you need for regular nutrition. And a lot of people, that's how a lot of these, you know, New Year's resolutions don't work. Or, you know, they go to the gym and you think you're going to lift 200 pounds and you haven't lifted a weight. In over 30 years, and you flew around and going there, you tear a rotator cuff, or you know you mess up your knees or something like that, and then you cannot achieve what you're doing. You got to start small if you want if you want big success. So, you know, my advice is to you know start small and then work your way up. If you want to, I agree. Me, I think that's why yourself. some people fall by the wayside so much quicker uh, than others. Uh, Crystal, Dr. Willis, you want to add anything, or you are? How do you feel? You think it's better to start small than to just have like five different things you're going to do or a list of things? I think you should. Um, I think I think you should do um, do what you feel like you need to correct. Um, you know, what I'm saying and I agree with Buck by um, making it sensible, though. I mean, you don't want to you don't want to be like you know. I want to be debt free next month. You know what I'm saying? And you ain't making enough money to do that. You know, <laughs> and then next month around, you still full of debt, and you discouraged. Now you give up. I mean, that's stupid. So, um, yeah, you know, you want to, you want to set attainable goals. And if if you got five, six, even ten goals that you want to pursue, then as long as you're 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 using common sense and you're making each one of those attainable, you know, you got some um, milestones to make each one of those attainable, then I don't see a problem with the number of them, you know. It's how you go by achieving those. Okay. And, you know, I can think of one guy, and I can't remember his name, but uh, I used to work for a rental car company at the airport, and there was a guy who worked at a competitive company for, like, two weeks before he got fired. But – he was a drinker, smoker. He was overweight, not like really overweight, but, you know, he was overweight. And so he had a child that was born, not New Year's, but somewhere close to New Year's. I want to say it was close to Christmas. It was his first child that was born. And the day after his kid was born, he stopped drinking. He stopped smoking. And he started exercising. Now, of course, we never thought he would keep up with it after he got fired or whatever. It was quite some time before I saw him again. But when I saw him, it was less than a year, maybe eight, nine months later. I think he had lost like 25 pounds, and he looked like a completely different person. He said he still hadn't drank or smoked. So I do think there are some people who can flip that switch. You know, for him, it was his, his kid being born. He didn't want his kid to smoke. He didn't want his kid to see him, you know, drunk on the couch or anything like that, so he got his act together. But for those who may not have that type of willpower or that motivation to flip the switch, I do think that maybe you should start off with, uh, like, 
you know, Buck and Dr. Willis were saying, some obtainable goals, and then start small and work your way up and, um, you know, be happy with that. So that way you're not shooting yourself in the foot, and on January 15th, you're already, you know, binge eating a whole box of raisin bran because you've given up on everything. So, um, but uh, have have either of you ever made? Well, Crystal, let me start with you. Have you ever made a New Year's resolution and stuck to it for the entire calendar year? No. <laughs> no. Okay. You I don't close? even get past. No. No. I'm gonna say no. February. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, I'm not really good with rules. And regulations. So, I mean, not really? in my regular life. At work, I am. I'm really big on policies right. and procedures. That's my big thing. Um, and people get really sick of me about that. But in my regular life, my real life, you know, no, I don't like any rules. I don't like any regulations. I do. I like doing what I want. That's why I don't like diets. I'm very bad with that kind of thing, diet or religion or. <laughs> Stuff like that that tells me that I have to do this or, you know, and I can't. See, when I can't have something, then I want it, you know. And so so I agree with Buck. You have to start small. You have to make realistic goals. You can't deprive yourself, um, especially someone like me. So it's um, – so I don't I don't last long, you know. I mean, I, like January 1, yeah, I, you know, I get really excited. I say, okay, this is the year. I'm going to do this, mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. And I have made some kind of goals, which is a better word um, than resolution. I've made some goals for myself. Um, well, really my only one goal is to make sure that I get two books published. Um, and so other than that, and everything else is kind of like whatever. But, yeah, I don't last long. Hopefully I'll last longer with this because this is a big thing. This is a yeah. Change your life year for me. So that's my resolution, basically. Change your life. Do it. Be who you're supposed to be, kind of a thing. But hopefully I'll last longer than January. Hey, (laughs) just don't forget all the little people when you're great. (laughs) Right? Just don't forget all the little people when you're great. Yeah. I will text you back and, and, you know, like your Twitter and retweet. Absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Because I'm going to name drop. Oh, Crystal? Oh, yeah, I know Crystal. I used to have a phone number before she changed it. She <laughs> was somewhere in Calabasas, so I read. <laughs> and what about you, Dr. Willis? Have you ever made one of step to it for the entire year? Uh, no, not really. Well, I, I probably say um, a couple of years ago I had uh, made a determination to, like, just get financially free, and uh, that that didn't happen that year, but <laughs> this year it, it was uh, it was a little bit better. So, but other than that, though, I can't say that I, right. I did and, and did it within that year. Okay, but. Yeah, I actually did. Um, when I first got divorced, I wanted to, you know, get in better shape. Um, so I got a gym membership, and um, I actually stuck with it. I, I actually stuck with it for about five years, actually. Um, so 
it it really was it was something it, I was already in fairly decent shape, but I needed to um, do some changes. Um, I made changes as far as my food and how I how I cook it and those types of things. Fairly for the most part, I've stuck stuck to that as well. Um, so it really worked out really good for me because I was I was heavy when I heavier than I am now. Um, when I when I got divorced, so I, I was able to drop okay. fifteen pounds. That I, I weighed two fifty five when I divorced, so I dropped down to two two forty, and I pretty much stayed at that weight since then. Um, no longer going to the gym as much as I'd like to, but I'm still in you know good enough shape, and I'm maintaining the weight, so I'm happy with that. So, all right, that's what's up. That's what's up, and uh. I don't really make resolutions, but I guess, like, you know, subconsciously, you know, like someone said, maybe we do. I, uh, two years ago, I joined a gym on, like, January 2nd, and by the time March 1st rolled around, my card was deactivated because of my inactivity of going to the gym. I couldn't even get here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dale. I didn't know they did that. Wow. Really? I didn't either. So I went there around 8 o'clock one night, and I couldn't get in. So I went the next day, and I just, man, I just let some people have it. Because I said, if I'm paying, if you're taking my money, I don't care if yeah. I don't come only one time, I should be able to get in. So uh ended up getting my money That's back in and, and quitting the gym. So they did give me my money back, but. Yeah, I was like, man, they must really like, man, he ain't gonna try. We just gonna deactivate this car. <laughs> but anyway, I was waiting on the well to get warm. But uh, now nah, I just uh, think a lot of people have a difficult time and and sticking to. I have met some people. Um, I think the one thing that I've met that people have done, as far as people that I know, I've met some people who have stopped smoking and have gone, you know, pretty much the entire year, maybe. I don't know if they actually made it through the entire year, but I know some people who stopped smoking for a long time. So that seems to be the one that a lot of people stick to the most, I guess. But um, do you, what do you think the most common New Year's resolution people make? Do you think it's it's all about fitness and getting healthy and joining gyms and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah, lose weight. Yeah, everybody needs, yeah. you know, they want to or whatever. You lose weight or get fit, you know, get tighter or whatever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I heard um, someone mention just this past week that her resolution was to be more open to dating. Um, Have you ever or maybe encountered someone, if you haven't, someone that made any type of resolution that surrounded um, relationships? That's just for anyone. Yeah, (laughs) I did that once. (laughs) I won't do that Uh again. What was yours? (laughs) Um, Just that, just what you said, be more open. Um, mm-hmm. not so much lower, but broaden my standards, all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that worked out. <laughs> and, uh, Dr. Willis, but? Mm-hmm. I think, uh, I'm going to try to bring in next year with Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah, it could, it could happen. That's how I'm just 
Eleven fifty nine, that doorbell gonna ring. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> What's up? Champagne, <laughs> champagne in one hand, and condoms in the other. Right. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> you gotta be safe. In, gotta be safe in 2018. But uh, <laughs> no, but uh, I, I, you know, I, I do think that some people want to be more open to, you know, making more friends and all of that. I think that's kind of tough too because that's that's actually ch- changing a lot of who you are. As far as if you're the person who type of person who's not sociable, and all of a sudden you want to be sociable, that's that's kind of a hard switch to turn on, because that's really yeah, kind is. of something that's within you. I mean, I guess it can be done, just like anything else, but that's things like that would be really difficult. And so, uh, but let me ask you this: You have some people that say they're not going to have sex; they're going to be celibate. Uh, some people say they're going to be debt free. Of course, one of the more popular ones is um, being healthier. Yeah, some people have said they're going to stop smoking and or doing drugs. I mean, which one do you think is the hardest in your opinion? Do you think uh, any of those or maybe one that I've forgotten about as far as maybe the most difficult, no sex, what, getting debt-free? Debt-free. What were the six? You said debt-free, stop smoking drugs. What were the other ones? No sex. Fit, being more fit, no sex. Yeah, that's all of them. You know, I would say drugs simply because you have to be prepared and you you have to accept the fact, you know, that, you know, you're an addict. And for a lot of people that do drugs or have a vice um, and and they're trying to change their, you know, they don't believe that they have a problem simply because they're functioning with it. Um, They may go to work every day. and, you know, do do work fine, but, you know, come home and dive off into the bottle, you know, until they pass out in a chair. Um, or, you know, they may be functional and maybe CEO of a company or, you know, owner of a company and, and do cocaine all day, you know, all day long. They're functional, you know, they're doing it every day. So they don't, since they're doing their normal day activities, they don't think that they actually have a problem. So, and, you know, they're paying the bills on time and all that kind of stuff. They're going, like, I don't have a problem. But, you know, you're screaming at your kids and your wife. Or you're passing out, you know, and not spending any time with them. Or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. So, you know, then when they're confronted with it, you know, hey, the New Year's coming. Why don't you make a New Year's resolution to change, you know, change that. Oh, I don't have a problem. Or if they do finally say, okay, I'm going to do something, they're not, they're just saying that, just to get that other, you know, get their significant other off their back. So, I mean, it's just uh-huh. uh, you have to accept that you have a problem. And that's why I think sometimes some of these New Year's resolutions are made in falsehood because they really don't think they got a problem when it comes to that those particular six. Okay. Very good, sir. And um, Crystal, uh, what do you think? Do you think that uh, means a no sex, being debt free, being fit, uh, stop smoking or drugs or drinking? I mean, you think one is a little more difficult to kick than the other? Well, I think that has to do with the with the um, person. 
I can, I, you know, because if someone said, you know, you need to stop doing cocaine, I'd be like, okay, because I don't do cocaine. <laughs> I never have. <laughs> so, so, you know, I've got that one licked. Um, now, if someone said you need to, I don't know, stop eating cheeseburgers, that would be very hard for me to do because I love cheeseburgers. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think it really depends on what it is that, you know, you're struggling with, which is the whole idea of the resolution um, is is for yourself, you know. So you know what you need to work on. Um, I don't know if – I've never heard anyone say I'm going to stop using drugs. I mean, <laughs> I've never heard that one before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rehab this man, year. Man, <laughs> on the first, bro, I'm just going to stop doing these drugs, yeah. man, on the first. I'm, I'm going to let this go. That's yeah. a little weird. Hey, I ain't got no problem. <laughs> I don't do no drugs. Shit. And be high the motherfucker. Right. I don't know. But anyway, other than that extreme, uh, I think it's just a matter of all those kind of go into, to me, into being more healthy. Because you can say, well, as far as sex or relationships, which tie in together, you're going to make better choices, you know. You know, or with drinking, you know, you're going to cut down on drinking and, of course, smoking, you're going to stop smoking or whatever. I mean, those are all, you know, having a better lifestyle, you know, and being, you know, just a a better person all the way around. So it it can be hard because you are who you are. And it's hard to give up habits. It's hard to give up the, the thing that give, brings you comfort, you know, in your life. Yeah. And then a lot of those things, you know, bring you comfort. So especially when you have a life where you get up, you go to work, maybe you don't like your job, you don't like the people you have to deal with, so at least I can come home and have a drink. That's for me. <laughs> or, you know, at least someone can go home and, I don't know, smoke weed or whatever they do. But, um. You know, you have to be able to do something comforting. So you have to be able, that's the thing, you have to, if you can replace, what are you going to replace what you're going to give up with? What are you replacing it with? Because you have to have a balance. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. All right, so Dr. Willis, what about some of the resolutions that may be a little easier to keep, like something involving family or friends, like I'm going to visit my mom or or call my grandmother more, spend more time with my kids. I mean, shouldn't that be something that's easy for people to achieve? Uh, it should be, but um, I would say stuff like, you know, I'm going to get my license this year or, you know, stuff like that, I think it would be easy to achieve. Uh, you know, I'm going to, you know, pass the bar exam this year finally or something. You know, I, I think I think those things are things that you can easily control if you put in the work, uh, and they don't take, you know, as, you know, a, a, a you know, a huge amount of time to do those things. But, um, yeah, I would, I would say, you know, talking about spending time, more time with your kid, that should be, <laughs> that should be a every month resolution, but, uh, or every day even, you know, or every week at least, you know, I mean, I've seen but, people say, you know, they're going to do those things. Um, right. something I saw on Facebook by someone saying they're going to call their mom more. Well, you know, and, and that should be easy. But I would say that would be very uh but like I say, you know, stuff like, you know, I'm gonna get my license this year, I'm gonna, you know, pass mm-hmm. this exam this year, stuff like that. I think those are the easier things that you could do. 
Okay. And uh, I definitely think those should be achievable. So, all right. So, Buck, does um, a new year equal a new beginning? I mean, can you truly commit to something just based on the date of the calendar? Well, I mean, it really depends on you. I mean, because I mean, you have to be committed to it. if you if you're going to, you know, make the necessary changes you need to make to make yourself better. Then you need to you need to make a commitment to it. Um, if you know in the previous year that you don't think that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you didn't do enough and you think the new year is going to be the year that you make the, the significant changes you need to make so you can be successful, then you need to commit to it. And But it goes back to making, you know, making a game plan. You can't just say, all right, it's a new year and I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to get it done. Okay. That's, you know, you got to write it down. You got to see it. You got to post it. Um, you know, whether you put it on the wall on, you know, in on a to-do list or mm-hmm. on your computer, your iPad, whatever you, you know, whatever you use, you know, something that you can see on a day-to-day basis on how you're going to achieve what you're trying to achieve. Because um, uh-huh. otherwise, it can be in your head all day long, but if, we, if you don't actually write it down and, and see it, and, you know, that way you kind of, you, you keep up with it so you'll know, whether you're being successful at trying to get it done or not. So, you know, you got to, I think you have to put it down on paper, you know, so that way you can achieve what you need to achieve if you, that's what your goal is. Okay. Very good, sir. And, um, Crystal, what about you? Can you commit to something based on the calendar's date? Because, like, for me, Crystal, um, I find myself, whenever I say I'm going to go on a diet, then I say, all right, I'm going to start this diet on Monday. And that means Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I'm probably going to gain three pounds because, <laughs> you know, you're getting trying to get everything out of your system, supposedly, before you start your diet. So what I do now is I just start whenever I say, you know, whenever I think about it, you know, so maybe that Wednesday or Thursday. So, I mean, does the a date make a difference? When it comes to being committed, can you look at look at a date and say, okay, on this day, I'm going to stop doing this or start doing that? Uh, no. <laughs> no, it doesn't make a difference. I mean, it may make you go, it may make you actually say it out loud, you know, create, you know, what Buck was talking about, little dream boards and stuff like that where people, you put mm-hmm. all this up on your you know, you're saying you go to go to the store, buy your poster board, cut out pictures, you know, get drunk while you're doing it. You know, and just be, just do all that stuff. But um, I think that's what it does. That's what the date does. It it, it makes you think about <clears throat> your life and your okay, um, <laughs> the last year <laughs> and. <laughs> And think that you're gonna make it better than the you know the previous year. So it, you know it's just a time of reflection, and um, you know hopefully progression as well. But I, I mean th- that's the only thing. It's just the fact that it makes you think. This date, you know, makes you think about you know because you're it's like being. It's like finishing something and then you're starting again. It's like a renewal. I can start again. This is a new year, a new day, you know, and all that. So that's it. 
Okay. Now, Dr. Willis, um, you know, in discussions I had over the last week or so, people are talking about resolutions and things they can do to, you know, better be better commit more committed to their resolutions. And a suggestion was maybe let someone else choose your resolution uh, so you will feel more pressure to commit to it. Uh, what do you think about that idea? Uh, I'm not I'm not a fan of it because if they choose a wrong resolution, then, I mean, what's the point? Um, I think if you want to stick to a, a resolution, you just have to, you have to develop the mindset. Because if you don't have the mindset, it's not going to happen. I mean, it's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like we were saying earlier, do small chunks of that, whatever it is. If you want to lose weight, say, I want to lose, you know, a pound this week. You can go to the gym and, and freaking, you can pretty much take a dump and do that, but, you know what I'm saying, you can go to the gym and work your butt <laughs> off and get that pound. I mean, guess what? You know, you're good. You know, so I think I think folks have to be sensible and they have to use common sense and it, and it has to be something that's measurable when they when they make these resolutions. And when they do that, and as they start seeing results, it's going to motivate them to keep doing more. And then once that, once they plateau at a certain level, then crank it up a little bit more. That's how they're going to accomplish crank these goals. Crank it up goals. a notch. Huh? Yeah, crank it up a notch. So, but you know, if if you just you know randomly you know pulling out a little strip of paper that says right, I'm gonna do this this year, then you know you're not gonna you're not gonna get anywhere. And if somebody else is picking it for you, they may pick something that's totally not even on your radar. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think I think it, it starts with the mindset one, and then two, you have to set uh, actionable common sense goals. You know, little milestones along the way uh, that you can easily achieve, and then as you achieve them, that's going to build that confidence, and you're going to keep going and keep going and keep going. So that's that's my um, advice for setting resolutions and goals. Okay, and. Uh... Buck, I mean, can a family member or a friend set a resolution for you? Do I know? I couldn't. Can a family member or a friend set a resolution for you? Yeah, I mean, I mean, so you depend on what family, you know, who you are, you know, who you're close to as far as family goes. Um, you know, if they see something, you know, you, for me, I always, you know, I always say you can learn something from somebody else regardless of what their age is. Um, because, I mean, there's no way we know it all. So you can always learn from somebody, whether they're regards to, you know, a young, old, middle-aged, what have you. So, you know, I always try to pay attention because, it, you know, somebody may have, you know, the one piece of advice that they give you may be the piece of advice you need to get over the hump. So, you know, that's the way I kind of look at things, you know, even, even though I – catch myself a lot teaching other people. I'm going like, just don't do everything that I do. Take a little bit you mm-hmm. learn from me, a little bit you learn from somebody else, and devise your own way of doing it. Because in the long run, I mean, we always, you know, we'll continue to learn. We'll continue to evolve every day. So, you know, I take you know, I take that same approach, you know, when it comes to that. You know, your mom may say something bad or what have you, cousin, whatever. And you know that be that be the maybe the one piece of advice that you need that can get you there. So yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I'm sorry, Crystal. You wanted to ask something? Uh, no, my answer would be no. But no. 
Okay. And um, I, I think overall, um, New Year's Eve and, and resolution, well, first of all, the holiday itself, uh, it doesn't rank very high for me, but it is a day off. At one time, it used to mean great college football, but now you're, you don't know what kind of bowl game you'll get on New Year's Day. You might get the potty bowl, you know, on New Year's Day. So uh, that doesn't necessarily mean the same, but uh, as far as resolutions go, I think it's good for people to have goals. And if something is going to make you plan or fixate on some type of positive outcome, then I'm all for it. Okay. Even if you don't achieve it, I'm all for it if you at least consider it. And I think that a lot of us should feel the same way because with so many Flaws, I guess, throughout society. Anytime someone is focusing on something that could make them a better person in whatever way, uh, I think it's a good thing. And so I, I won't discourage anyone from making resolutions at all. I don't necessarily make them myself, uh, partially because I suck at keeping them. And then I just, I don't know, if I'm going to do something, then I'm just going to do it. And we all have our vices. We all have certain things that are very hard to conquer, you know, and that's just part of it. But um, it's good to try. And even if you don't succeed and you fall a little short, sometimes you still win. So you may want to lose, you know, 25 pounds before December 31st of, you know, at the end of the year. And instead of losing 25, you may lose 12. I mean, that's still not necessarily a bad thing. So I I don't have a problem with it. People want to do it, encourage them, and do whatever it takes to motivate them to keep it. You know, don't tell them that they can't do it. Try to pat them on the back and encourage them as best as you can. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, and then I have a couple of little news stories to get into, and then i got to go back to the phone lines. Hi, this is Aaron Anderson of the Marriage and Family Clinic at RelationshipRx.net, and you're listening to the Talk to Q radio show, No Experts, Just Opinions. appearance in 2017, the man who has been dubbed as the Minister of Sexual Affairs from the Magnolia State of Mississippi, please welcome on, my man Eminem, Eminem was shaking, bro. Hey, what up Q, what up Radio World? All right, man, happy new year to you. Yeah, happy new year. And Eminem and I came across a story that says that An HBCU, Talladega College, which is located in Talladega, Alabama, just south of Birmingham, will be participating in the inauguration for President-elect Donald Trump. And so some people are saying, okay, here he goes. He's pandering to black people, blah, blah, blah. 
Uh, I, I mean, in your opinion, if that's the case, does it matter? And could he possibly do more for black people because maybe he will make more of an effort as opposed to President Obama, who made more of an effort to show that he was kind of balanced and unbiased. Right, right. Well, uh, well, well first of all, even before I give an opinion on it, um, a lot of the people that give an opinion, even though this this is a new story to me, but I can kind of already see how it kind of can go uh, with some of the comments on it. Uh, they need to do their history. You know, we ain't had a black president but one time. Well, really twice, but once. And um, it hadn't happened a lot, but over the years, I mean, over the last maybe 45 years anyway, different things have happened where people who probably didn't agree with certain things about the the people in office or the party in office or whatever, but they still had been invited or done did some things to go to. I mean, so what I'm saying is, long story short, with that part, that point is like that's nothing new under the sun, you know. Uh, like b- bands from different states, time to time, have gotten invited to the, you know, the Macy's Thanksgiving parade in New York City before. I mean, saying so, it's the same thing. It's just like this is some random shit that just kind of falls on different people, you know. Um, it has nothing to do. It has nothing to do with how somebody feels about something. Now. Uh, now, I would be very adamant. Now, you know, like I said, I have a strong dislike for Trump being the actual president-elect, but he's still not somebody like Rush Limbaugh or somebody. I mean, that's a whole nother. To me, that's a whole different mm-hmm. person. Um, so to treat it like basically, oh, well, Talladega is, is, you know, I'm not saying this is what's said, but I'm just kind of assuming what some comments might be. Oh, they selling out of their Uncle Tom and all that shit. No, nah, no, nah, that that don't have nothing to do with, uh, you know, you know, uh, I guess, you know, they band playing or probably what it is or, so, or, you know, maybe somebody's been invited to come. I mean, that happens all of the time. I know James Harrison did that shit, um, not wanting to go to the White House and somebody else. I mean, but like I say, that shit is nothing new. I mean, and if you really uh-huh. want to make a if you really want to make a difference sometime, it's just like like right now, if Trump invited me somewhere, I would go, but I'm not going being no damn lap dog. I would love to have a conversation with him. And through that conversation, maybe I can get some shit changed that I complain about. It's like, okay, you somebody cleaning up the streets? It's like, okay, well, guess what? You know, we already had about six shootings already in what about two days. And, uh, well, yeah, you know definitely what I'm going to talk to you about on the main agenda you know, and uh, and we'll see what go how it go from there. So, you know, I, I just think that you know certain stuff got its place, and uh, you know, uh, right. You know, it's like. Well, hold on, hold on. Let me go to Doctor right. Willis. Doctor Willis, um, Eminem was right on the money for someone that hadn't read the story, because people are complaining that Talladega, one of um, America's oldest private historical black liberal arts college, in fact, it may be the oldest, um, is participating in this, whereas Howard has turned it down, Howard University turned it down, and um, I think there were two or three other historically black schools that turned it down because they don't want to give the impression that they're supporting Donald Trump. So there's a petition out now, actually two petitions 
to not have Talladega participate in this event. So how do you feel about that? Should this school do something that's going to help put their school on the map, um, or is it going to kind of hurt them in a way because people are saying they're selling out for someone who a lot of people could deem as racist? Uh, I think that sometimes we shoot ourselves in the foot because um, here's here's what we're doing by effectively saying we're not going to do anything with Trump, support him, whatever the case may be. Right. If Trump don't do anything or don't reach out to any black parties or whatever the case may be, then guess what we're going to say? Oh, he didn't do shit for us. Or he didn't even, you know, reach out. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. If he does reach out, then, oh, you shouldn't do that because you're catering, you know, you you sell out, you're blah, blah, blah. We shoot ourselves in the foot all the time with this stuff. We don't know what the man is going to do yet, okay? So I say give it a chance, see where it goes. If it doesn't go the way we think, then guess what? Let's get together. Let's let our voices be heard. Let's march on the Capitol, do whatever we're going to do. Then, you know, we, we can take that route. But just automatically, you know, we can't, we can't, we can't say – you know, oh, you you mistreated Obama and you did this and you did that and, and, and then turn around and do the same thing. All right, at some point we're going to have to either be the example or we're just going to continue this this doggone cycle, all right? If the man don't do what he what he says he's going to do, then let's get together, let's, let's, let's voice our opinion. Up until then, we have, to, we have to give it a shot and see what's going to happen. Maybe it will get better for, you know, for our people, and maybe not. We don't know. But automatically, you know, preventing it from happening, that that that's on us. We're shooting ourselves in the foot with this stuff. You know, what is he I don't I don't know what he's inviting them for, if he's gonna do something for them or if it's just a photo op or whatever. If it's just a photo op, then I can understand that. If it's something more than that, if it's to honor the school or something, then go for it. Let it happen. Okay. Crystal, your opinion? Crystal. All right. Buck. Okay, I'm here. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Crystal. Sorry. That's her way on Buck to start talking. Anyway, um. Filling the Buck in 2017. Yeah, I am. What was the question? Oh, yeah, the band thing. Yeah, is it selling out or, or what? You know, oh God! I mean, I don't think they're going to get anything good out of this, um, because first of all, it's H, you know, HCBU or whatever the hell they're called, historically black, whatever. Um, it, so you're, you know, you're fucking with your people, you know. I mean, you're fucking with your black people, you know, by even going. I mean, why do you even have to go? I mean, what's the point? What are you going to gain from that? You're not going to gain any kind of real notoriety. Um, you, I mean, it's just you're you're going to be that college. Yeah, you're on the map. You made a blip. Um, I've never heard of it, <laughs> but um, so now you made a blip. But the, it's not good. It's not a good one. It's not anything worth. You know, um, you, yeah, you'll be written in the history books of, of people's minds um, as being the. HCBU or HBCU or whatever it is, um, who who sold out. I mean, and I know this whole thing about yeah, we you know give you know Trump a chance and all that. It's like 
He doesn't give a fuck about the college or anything else. Um, he could care less, quite frankly. And um, so I, I don't see what they would have to gain by actually going. Just let, you know, let some let somebody else in Alabama go, you know, or Mississippi or somewhere like that. Just let them go or Texas, you know. But don't, I mean, why? That's, that's what I want to know. I want to know why they feel they need to do this. I, I just, I Who's mean, what? Talladega or Trump? Well, Trump doesn't care, so he does. There is no why for him. <laughs> but for this um, university or college, I mean, it, why do you feel you need to do this? I mean, I'm thinking just for stupid. exposure. Because yeah, I, I well, really you're getting all right. Well, hey Q, let me ask you this. <laughs> uh, I, I'm trying yeah. to make sense of some certain, certain. I'm trying to just put it together. Like, okay, I'm just saying. Maybe somebody said, well, let's just invite a representation of all the colleges, and you got one or two from SEC, ACC. I'm thinking it's something like that. And yeah, I know, mean, it's so gonna be a maybe they don't. Fans. I mean, what, I don't know how many bands. Right, but 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 this is what I'm saying though. Like, if you just what I'm saying, if you're just inviting people in by d- demographics based on the 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 area and stuff like that, that's random. That has yeah. nothing to do with showing allegiance or nothing to nobody. That's just something you do. Right. You know. So that's all. I, that's the way I was viewing it because, uh, well, kind of like me, Buck and uh, Q. And Ray, you know, uh, and, and Bobby, when he called, you know, like with the zone coverage, even though, even though the night show is not zone coverage, if we're talking about maybe how we felt about, you know, certain colleges being ranked and stuff like that, you know, a lot of the people make decision, decisions are brought from another um, conference or whatever. But it's, it's no particular reason, and I know sometimes when – stuff is done on a um, governmental level, like, okay, let's just say with the state level or whatever. You know, you know, every state is different with how they do stuff, but let's just say with the, the Athletic High School Association, you don't want all the kids to come from one portion of the state or something like that. You know, you just kind of have a representation from from everybody. So I thought that's probably what the deal was, you know, just – like, well, hey, you know, let's get yeah. a HBCU, let's get a junior whole, college, let's get a private school, right. let's get a, you know, I'm thinking it's like that. I don't know the let's whole backstory on that. And if, it, if that much thought was put into it or not. Um, but it just, it's just one of those things that popped up and it's just, you know, more controversy surrounding Trump. And, I mean, he's kind of in a position where, uh, you know, damn if you do, damn if you don't, if he tries to, Legitimately and, and, reach out and, 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 and not, trying no time, for. Not, not trying to hog my time, but the reason I was so adamant about a lot of people probably don't do history on stuff, I'm just giving something that I know for a fact. Like during the Bush administration, one of my fellow alumni, of course he's older than myself, uh, Rod Page was once put over the Department of Education. I mean, so what you going to – I'm just saying, so – He's, I mean, it don't mean everything all the time may may not be up. It's always been people being invited to the White House or something, period. So, like, if this is if this hadn't always been the tradition, 
then I, I guess that I don't have no problem with somebody saying uh, I don't. I'm not going because I don't like this person or that person. But I'm saying, but we only had maybe two, three presidents out of history that people could halfway tolerate as a whole. You know, on the black level, anyway. You know, uh, nobody don't remember Abraham Lincoln, but shit, Kennedy, Clinton, and uh, Obama. I'm just saying, but it's. It was uh, easy. Went to the fucking White House in the eighties on the Ronald Reagan ambush. So I'm just saying, there's nothing new about that. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Doctor Willis, have you given me your two cents? Yeah. He uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I said something. No, book. Yeah, okay, book turn. Okay, okay. Book. Book turn. I think. Yeah, that's right. Book. I knew somebody had skipped. Yeah. For me, I mean, I think they've done it for a couple of reasons. One, the, a, lot, a lot of people probably didn't know there was an HBCU there. Um, two, it will give them a little bit of, you know, all right, here's an HBCU, HBCU that we didn't know about. So, you know, I think they're trying to get a little bit of notoriety. Um, three, it, you know, if you get some notoriety, it may bring more students to that area. Um, you know, Talladega is a small town. The only thing that really happens in Talladega is the stock car races twice a year. Yeah. So, you know, you know, so in, in, in other than that, you don't, if you just happen to pass by and you're not a stock car fan, you don't even know Talladega even exists. So, um, you know, it's outside of Birmingham, so they could get a lot of, the, you know, they can get a lot of their, Birmingham could be considered local to Talladega. So, you can get a lot of those students that graduate from high school or something like that. They want to, you know, to have parents that are, you know, hey, I went there, or you know, I would like you to go to this school or what have. You. And a lot, of, a lot of times, you know, some of the HBCUs, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of highly yeah. accredited curriculums there. So um, Jackson's, you know, Jackson State has one of the best law schools in the country, and a lot of folks don't know that. If you live in Jackson, have a law school, you know it. Yeah, they have a really big time. Nah, we got a we got a top notch like engineering and uh, business program. Yeah, yeah. But I got a real good law school. Jackson State does too. A lot of folks don't know, but they do. (laughs) So I mean, there's just a lot of things. Well, my mom went there, and so that's the reason I I knew about it. But um. You know, just a lot of different things. You know, they they may be needing to get a little bit of notoriety and getting some, but, uh, you know, getting but, some of their homegrown talent. So right, to speak, but not, not not book to your point, but not about Jackson State. You know, who knows that could set up a pipeline for, you know, internships not with Donald Trump ass, but just with you know. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, know, exactly. just, just you know, different companies and shit, man. It's you a know? it's a platform. You know, it's a right. platform. You got to start somewhere. And since it is a very, you know, relatively small school that a lot of people don't know about, it gets them, you know, gets them some notoriety and gets them, you know, they say, okay, let's. And people meet with people all the time. They have different opinions about different, you know, I mean, like, like, like I say, you know, I don't like Trump, you know, uh, you know, I think he's bad for the country. But at the same time, Donald Trump is not, is not. Like uh, Byron Delabeck, where I mean, he's not even close to that type of level, you know, where yeah. where it's an automatic. Oh hell no, it ain't like I mean, it's like that, but it ain't like that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah. you know, and, and 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 if if half the people that's commenting about it, even though I haven't read a comment, 
my thing about it, I can only respect that if you're going to do that, period. You know, like if you say, well, shit, man, you know, do you know that, uh, uh, you know, uh, the Koch brothers who make all the paper in the fucking United States and Dixie Cups and shit, they, they are, you know, strong supporter of, you know, of the uh, Tea Party, which they were. You know, but shit, people, I'm just saying, let's, let's shut down. I mean, just speak up on everything. Don't just get them soft targets. They get the hard targets, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look at it like this. It's kind of a, like I said, it's a no-win situation for Trump because people are saying, well, you said some bad things in the past. All right. So how exactly he can make that up, I don't know. This might be him trying to make it up by giving this school an opportunity. Like, yeah. you know, Eminem said it could lead to internships or whatever. Okay. We don't but know. Are women, we have no are, idea women get, are, are women getting the same flag for going? I mean, because he said more right, derogatory right. stuff about women than, than anybody, you know. Exactly. So, I mean, those are things that you have to So at some point, someone has to give. All right. Either we have to say, all right, this is an opportunity he's allowing this, us. To, but just because you, you know go, he's reaching out, listen, but, go go for your own but, agenda, man. You don't have to like this motherfucker. But this is what this is what they're getting though. There's um there's someone what was the, what was her name? Her name was Sonia Samfore, and she was one of the people who commenting on the social media sites, and she said after quote after black people were treated after how black people were treated at Trump's rallies. You're going to go and shuck and jive down Pennsylvania Avenue. And I'm like, see, using terms like that and stuff, whatever, it makes it hard <laughs> to where if you go, then people are looking at you like, you know, yeah. something from yeah. the 40s. But, but like I say, in blackface do, 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 do your research. Look up the Koch brothers. Look up uh, all these people who don't have these flashy names and the cameras ain't in their face. And you look at the products that they put out. And the stores they own and all that shit, you know, because I know, uh, uh, and I can say, I don't know if it was true or not, but uh, I know some years back, you know, they were saying some shit about what Tommy Hilfiger said. They said some shit about what uh, uh, I think Glory Vanderbilt said back in the 70s or 80s and shit. I'm just saying, like, you know, like, you know, hey, you know, I'm I'm down for the cause, but, 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 but don't pick and choose. Let's keep this shit. All the way 100, you know. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I mean, it's just kind of a no-win situation for just saying like everyone involved. Um, and you can't make everyone happy. So, you know, whatever is best oh, for that it's school. A, it's a win-win for Trump do. because, number one, he don't want to do it. He don't give a damn. But the thing about it is he's setting up a trap. Like I say, uh, anybody that's a billionaire is smart on the slick side. So he's saying, okay, this is what's going to happen. They already know all minorities, especially black, anything is going to be a lot of infighting. And if uh, I'm going to send this invitation, of course, I really don't want you to come. And if you do come, I know you're going to be (laughs) labeled. So uh, now when I don't invite your ass to nothing else or offer nothing else, it's going to be like, well, I'm just trying to cut down confusion, you know. I mean, true, it does give him a green light to say, well, oh, you yeah. know, I tried. That's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, it's a lot of things to, it's, there are a lot of things to consider in all of this, and people, you know, need to think it through, and just, I just don't want people to assume that this 
school is uh, somehow, you know, off the time, so to speak. Yeah, but it's, you know, the 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 uh, some of the the the, the 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 bushes were some of the dirtiest jokers it was, but I'm telling you right now, you, if you go on the internet and start pulling up, you can see like I don't know how many different people done uh, visited the damn White House, not as a school function, but as an individual function, where clearly, mm-hmm. you know, it's a choice. Then you know, like like a school being invited somewhere to me is not the same as uh, an individual. You know, where it's like, well, damn, right. what, what they want me for? I ain't finna be nobody's, you know, uh, token or something like that. But a school is just like, if I'm the only school there, it look like that. But if I look there and it's like, okay, well, damn, it's Talladega, it's Florida State, it's, you know, Michigan State, it's Cal Berkeley, it's Howard. I mean, it's well, they didn't come. Uh, it's Harvard. Then it's like, okay, this is just a, a college thing. You know, it ain't got shit to do with who in the president. So, uh, but I don't, be a lot I don't of know if there. I just don't know right. if they're of uh, because if, if that was the case, and you invite all these colleges, then it'll be like, you know, nobody black, no HBCUs was invited to attend college week or whatever the fuck during mm-hmm. the whole time bushing off. I mean, uh, trumping off. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. Uh, zone coverage tomorrow. Previewing the first round of the playoffs. Regular season is over. So we'll preview the first round of the playoffs, talk a little bit about the regular season, and uh, get into this weekend's games. That's tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern. Go to talktheq.com. Sign up for the email newsletter. To keep I, I'm going to try to be on early because I want to make sure. I, I got a lot of predictions right from last week, so I, I want to. I want to make sure that that's there to resonate a little bit. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, it's nice of you to show up one of the few times the Eagles won this year. And <laughs> next next Tuesday, uh, zone coverage will be back, and uh, the topic for that show we're going to get into. Um, you know, do some people have bad luck, or do they just make bad decisions? And we'll kind of break that down a little bit as far as bad luck or bad decisions as we approach. Friday the 13th next week, um, a very unlucky day. Well, it's lucky for Buck because that's his birthday, but unlucky for everybody else. All right, so we'll get into bad luck or bad decisions going into next week. All right, um, before I get to final thoughts, I did have one more thing I wanted to get to, um, and I'll try to uh, keep it brief, which means that uh, I'll just jump right into it. There was a situation... I don't know exactly when it occur- when it occurred, and Crystal, if you know, you can chime in. Well, hold on. I believe it was over the weekend or so. But there was a lady in Arkansas who was doing a Facebook Live video with her friends, and her and her one-year-old son were talking and singing, and she collapsed in the middle of the video and was struggling to breathe. And the kids started screaming, and... You know, a lot of people were still joining the live feed and watching, but according to police, none of the people who watched the video took action, and the lady um, ultimately died. And it was a very sad story. This you know, lady basically died, and everyone sat there and heard her last breath. But it wasn't until one of her friends came home where she was staying 
came home from work and turned off the video and I guess called 911. And Dr. Willis, I'll start with you on this. I mean, are we just in a voyeuristic society where we'll sit up and watch people die and just not react because we're so used to watching these things on video that we almost lose track that it's real life? I think um, I think you can't blame everybody for that who watched the video. Uh, you have to blame the people who know her and who know where she lives. But if I watch uh-huh. the video on YouTube, I don't know those folks. I don't know where they live. I don't know who to call. Where to call, you know what I'm saying? Where to send the police to, so... Yeah, I mean, it's a Facebook video, and I know everybody doesn't know their Facebook friends, but... So, you know, so I would would probably blame the folks who do know her and didn't call the police, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they probably could stand some blame, but... I mean, if you call the police, what do you tell them? You know, hey, this lady's on Facebook and she's dying. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be like, okay, um... You know, <laughs> I mean, that's true. I guess that's an effort, but I mean, that's that's true. There's not much you can really do. Yeah, what do you do? But um, but you know, but we do have a habit of sitting around recording stuff and not helping. You know what I'm saying? We're, you know, and 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 it makes for good ratings on Facebook. You know, you get a hundred likes and stuff. But guess what? You know, somebody just died or got beat up really bad or whatever because. You know, you feel like it ain't your business, but it's your business enough to, you know, record it. So in those situations, yeah, but, I mean, the average, you know, person sitting there watching a uh, live feed of somebody who may be a friend or a friend of a friend or whatever the case may be, if they don't know where she lives, if they don't know what city, what the address, none of that, I don't know what you expect them to do, you know? Okay. And, Crystal, how do you feel about it? Well, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, um, there isn't really a lot you could do unless you personally knew this person because the first thing mm-hmm. they're going to ask is where, you know, what's the address? Um, you know, where is she Where is she from? What's the, you know, because they have to know how to get there to, you know, assist her. So, um, so I think if going to put, you know, quote-unquote um, blame, on anyone, it would be maybe the one or two people who actually knew her who was watching. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know if uh, the friend who was on their way over or went over was um, watching themselves um, mm-hmm. and decided to go over. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I didn't read um, that part of it. I haven't read you know, the after effects of it. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, of course, definitely a sad situation. I don't even uh, know if she could have been saved. You know, it sounded like it was a pretty immediate thing that happened, you know, um, for her. So I don't even know if she could have actually been saved. Um, So, you know, but, again, it's a a sad case, you know, it's sad, I guess, mainly because you um, it was happening in front of Facebook. But there's a lot of things that have happened um, on feeds, whether it's been Facebook or live or something else. I mean, where we've seen people yeah. get shot, you know, um, and, and things like that. They're just making a Facebook thing, and then all of a sudden someone comes up and shoots them. I mean, I've seen a few of those videos. Um you know, and I've seen videos where people have gotten arrested. I think there was that one video where the girl was arrested. 
or something uh, several months ago uh, and had her kid there. Or I, I don't know if she was killed, but I think she was arrested. But mm-hmm. so, so yeah, all kinds of things. I mean, if you're going to point a um, camera at yourself, then yeah, all, all, so many things could happen live. It could be anything. But yeah, I think the biggest thing um, is is the people who are actually filming. You know, um, as yeah. Bobby was saying, without doing anything. I mean, you're filming and it doesn't look like anybody's helping. I mean, I mean, if you're going to film something, at least show maybe somebody beside you or someone else calling the cops. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or something. Calling 911. At least put that on they, your feed so you can say, okay, they're calling the cops right now. Now let's continue. <laughs> right. You know, to make it right. Otherwise, but a lot of people do. They just, yeah, they just look. And um, they, they are video. thinking. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I saw a video on the news today, and I can't remember where this was located. I want to say it was in California. But for some reason, San Angelo, Texas sticks out of my mind. I don't know. But um, uh, an SUV was on the side of the road. Someone was in it. And a person drifted off the road and hit it, and it burst into flames. And there was someone who happened to be parked nearby who was filming the truck bursting, you know, in flames. And they filmed someone else who showed up later going and checking in the truck and getting the person who was in the truck was knocked unconscious. And someone was able to get that person out and pull them to safety before the truck burned up. And I was wondering to myself, the person who was filming initially, uh, did they know if someone was in the truck? Or you know how when you're filming, you're you're looking at your phone. You're really not looking at the situation, so you don't always see everything because you're looking at your phone. It's like I've seen people go to concerts and they'll film an entire song, and then they really can't tell you what happened in the concert because when you're filming, you're kind of in camera mode and you're really not paying attention to what's going on. So I think a lot of times when people are filming, they really are kind of oblivious to everything that's happening in the situation and around them, and that kind of makes it a lot difficult to even be in a position to save someone because, you know, you don't always know what's going on. But it's a shame this lady uh, passed away, and I don't think anyone on Facebook could have helped her. Uh, I mean, if you call 911, the way it sounded, she, she died kind of swiftly. But, I mean, as a loved one, would you feel better if you, if someone made the effort? Absolutely. It will make you feel probably a, a little better. Um, I don't know how much better. But uh, I just think it's a sad situation. They set up a GoFundMe for her, and I think they've raised $2,000 so far. And, and, and my, if you're going to do a GoFundMe, this sounds like the type of, you know, situation to do this, not to save Betty White from 2016, which she did make it. Uh, but, you know, if you're going to do a GoFundMe, this is something I feel like people should use it for because uh, this is just a sad story. I mean, she died in front of her child. That's sad. Mm-hmm. All right, if you want to address that, you can in your final thoughts, but we'll go ahead and wrap things up. And, Crystal, I'll start with you. We discussed New Year's re- resolutions we probably won't keep. We talked about Talladega College uh, doing the thing for Donald Trump and the young 
lady who passed away on Facebook Live or any of the above. Oh, my God. Talladega, is that like Talladega, the, uh, what was that film? Speedway? That movie? Uh, huh? Talladega Nights? Yeah. <laughs> is that the same thing? Yeah. Yeah, same city, yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Yep, city. So fucking hilarious. So no, it's perfect that they go. Hilarious. Anyway, um <laughs> I'm sorry. Crystal. She's a mean girl. <laughs> that's what we love, them, right? <laughs> that's just so funny until you said it again. And I was like, Oh my god. Yeah. Howard said no, you know, hello. Yeah. <laughs> but um, um, as far as resolutions, you know, they should be goals. Um, you know, whatever it is, you know, make it. I think everybody has some really good points as far as how to do it correctly, especially Buck, we should write a book about it. Um, but, you know, just, you know, small moves, small steps to to achieve whatever you know, it is you want in life, I guess. Or, you know, the year thing is good because people do think about um, years in advance. Like, what's your five-year plan? Which I hate that question. So stupid. Yeah, I do too. Um, it's the stupidest freaking question ever created. Um, what's your year plan? How about that? <laughs> that? To me, that's this is better than that stupid question. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as, you know, your goals, you, you should, um, definitely make better goals for each, 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 you want to take a step forward each, each year. And, and no, I don't believe anybody can actually help you do that as far as like choosing a goal for you. That's stupid Mm -hmm. because it's, then it's not about you. It's about them, what they want from you. You know, it's like, you know, screw you. <laughs> what do you want from me? I mean, what is that? But anyway, um, mm-hmm. it was a good show. And quite enjoy it and uh, really enjoyed now realizing who this college is. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, um, so see you next week. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, ma'am. Thoroughly enjoyed you this evening. And Buck, what you got, bro? As far as um, the last, you know, you we, what we were talking about last. Um, shoot, I forgot what it was. Just that fast, but I guess this. The Facebook I guess Live. The Facebook Live. Um, I I can talk from this a little bit from experience because a few uh, a couple years ago, my niece actually said something on Facebook. That um, and that triggered a chain of events that actually you know saved her life. So um, if you're paying attention to Facebook and you see some of these things, there are ways. Um, my ex-wife actually called me and um, notified me of a certain situation that may be going down. Um, and my my ex-wife lives in Vegas, so she called me. I called my folks. And that we were able to, you know, 
get a situation under control before anything got under control, simply by something that she said uh-huh. on Facebook. She wasn't live, but she had just said it. So, the good, you know, there are, you know, if you're paying attention and you're part of family, you know, or friends or anything that's on these Facebook pages, you know, sometimes you got to you got to pay attention to what what you see on this. You know, a lot of times people just, you know, they don't read things through. They just read part of it or see a picture and say something and that's it. But, you know, it could be the difference between life or death. And it doesn't matter whether you're in that town or not. You may know somebody that is in that town with that particular person. And it ultimately could be the difference between life and death. So, I mean, I think, you know, we need to pay, we don't pay enough attention because we live in a fast society. So sometimes you got to slow down, smell the roses. And, you know, I thank my ex-wife for doing what she did that particular night. And, um, you know, it ultimately saved my niece's life. So, you know, we have to pay attention to what's going on, you know, on a day-to-day basis. Everybody doesn't have a good day every day. And sometimes, you know, you're not in the right frame of mind because you've gone through a series of events that have not been, you know, have, have not been good and you've had a lot of bad things happen. You know, sometimes you need an out, you know, sometimes, you know, if you're paying attention to what's being said, you know, instead of just making a quick judgment, you know, like I said, it could be the difference between life or death. So, I mean, I think that, you know, I don't know how quick she died. I did not see the video or anything like that. But there were people, you know, people were paying a little bit better, a little bit better attention. Maybe they could have gotten somebody there to possibly save her life. So there are options. Okay. But other than that, great show. Other than that, great show as always. And, you know, glad to chop it up with everybody and wait for zone coverage tomorrow. Everybody is not joining us for tomorrow. Have a great week. Happy New Year. Thank thank you very much, sir. And uh, you made me think about a situation. I I had a, um, a friend of mine. Well, we're more or less friends now. We were just former coworkers who had talked on Facebook, like she was thinking about ending it all and everything. And uh, I mean, in situations like that, you got to reach out to people. You got to try to get them on the phone or get someone over there. And I mean, I didn't know her uh, personally, just knew her. She lived in Virginia and I lived here, but we worked together a lot via instant message and phone conversations over the course of a couple of years. And, I asked her to call me, and we talked for a moment, and, you know, and then someone else, I think, showed up, her sister or somebody. Um, Somebody reached out to her sister. Her sister showed up, and she went to see a therapist, and I think she still sees a therapist, but she's doing great now. She's doing great, and she actually came to Jackson last January to participate in the uh, uh, Blues Marathon that we have here every January. And, you know, I got to meet her for the very first time, and we got to hang out, and we, you know, briefly discussed it and everything, what she was going through. Actually, she's going to be here this weekend for the marathon, too. So uh, you never know, you know, what you can do. You just have to try to think and get through it. You know, if you don't know the person's address, maybe you can contact a family member. Most people have family members listed on their website. I mean, on their um, Facebook page, maybe you can reach out to somebody there and instant message them and get them to respond. I don't know, but uh, 
you know, I would definitely try to try something. I mean, I can't knock everybody uh, just because they watch, but I'm just saying, but for those who maybe did try something, I know it would definitely be appreciated. But um, Eminem, I'll get to you. Oh, man, uh, great show. Uh, 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 I started with the, 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 I didn't get to comment on the resolution stuff, but uh, for the most part, uh, as far as writing stuff down, my thing is, if it's something you really want to do or change, you ain't got to write it down. You're going to be thinking about it, you know. So, like, it, it mm-hmm. might be, you know, if you if it's time for you to get some new wheels or whatever. I mean, even if you can't get it January 1, if that's on your mind, like, nah, I, I got to, you know, I got to get rolling better this year or something like that, you know, you don't have to remind yourself. So I, I laugh at people to write a lot of shit down. They say, well, you know, uh, intelligent people write stuff down. I said, nah, you know, I know I'm intelligent as a motherfucker. And anything I really want to do is I, I stamp it in my brain. You can't forget it, you know. So uh, that's how most people don't hold goals. A lot of times they goals are somebody else's goals. If it's really your goal, you know, you know, even if you don't achieve it, you ain't got to be reminded. Of it. You're gonna, you're gonna, it's gonna stay on your mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, being on some kind of, you know. Uh, uh, you know, in a restaurant or whatever, you look across the room and you know, you see somebody very attractive. I mean, she, you can't even enjoy your meal. You're thinking the whole time, like, damn, you know, when she sit down, I'm gonna see if she's single or whatever, you know. So, uh, you know, it, nobody has to remind you that you don't have to write that down. You, you remember, you remember how that cheek looked, you know, two years from now, damn near, you know, because it's stamped in your brain. It's a brain stamp. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't understand how, you know what I'm saying, if something resonating on you, it stamps to your brain. You know, our computer's a motherfucker. We just got to know how to use it. But, uh, um, uh, the, the, uh, I, I do the, the Facebook last, because I got a, 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 a Talk to Q unique idea, and I want to go ahead and video, I'm not, I mean, a voice stamp it, so I get credit for it, you know. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but as far as the the school and stuff, like I say, I ain't got number love for all HBCUs. But let's let's just put some stuff in perspective for the people maybe that's from different cultures, even from this culture that don't know what how it's at. How it's in DC, so it's like it's like inviting somebody to NYC to go see the Statue of Liberty or something. It's like shit, that's no no big deal. So it's not like these are some kind of you know you know. Uh, you know, super, you know, activist move like what Kaepernick did. It ain't, it ain't on that level. So let's just, you know, let's just calm down with that as far as how it go. I ain't dissing how, but I'm just saying, you know, you're not going to this, but it's in D.C. Man, they done, they done got all kind of, you know, kickbacks, and, and, it, and it's nothing they did wrong. But I'm saying, but it's just like if you're located literally in the capital of the fucking. The nation, well, naturally you're gonna, you know, you're gonna be the test site for all kind of shit. Like, okay, well, let's let's try to implement this or let's fund this. Like, shit, man, why, you know, pump all this money down south? We can start right here first, and you know, so I mean, it's just natural. It's, it's a, just a, just a, it's, it's, you know, geographical thing. So, um, and as far as you know, um, Howard is not historic because of where it. Located. <laughs> no, no, I didn't say it was historic because of where it's located. I'm just saying, geographically, 
is located in Washington D.C. So I'm just saying, like, yes, that's no big deal. Like the way it would be if they were in Burbank, California. See what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's no. Different. If they were in Burbank, they still would have turned it down. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, that, that's that's not even the point. That's not even the point. I'm not talking about the decision to turn it down. I'm saying if you put it on a level of what makes it like something on the level of what Kaepernick did, I said back down, it ain't close to that because of that, because it's it's no big deal. Howard's at the White House anytime they want to get there, period, regardless who in office. That ain't no big deal. That's the only point I'm making. Just like Talladega, small as it is, if they were doing something that during the time they had the races, no big deal for them to go. That's where they at. No big deal. That's the point. But uh, um, it would have been a huge deal if Howard had would have said yes. That would have been huge. It would have been bigger than. Well, I mean, well, Alabama. number one, I don't know the whole. I don't know the whole story, but it's like all I'm saying is, for everybody that has a problem with it, that's fine. I mean, I ain't got no problem with with the opinions on it, but that needs to be across the board with with everything. Like I say, uh, a racist president has been the history of this whole fucking country. That ain't nothing new, so. If that's the case, nobody should ever go to D.C. That's the point I'm making. Because, it, I mean, that shit has is, always been like that, period, you know. But but it, it, it's, it's, it's been different people there, including E.Z., been there all the time. Now, if you, don't, if you go or don't go, that's fine. But, I mean, this is nothing new at all. Being invited to the White House is nothing new. You know, that ain't the first or last time a college is going to get invited, black or white, private or public. That that just always been like that, you know. Um, but uh, now as far as the, the Facebook Live, Jew, it's like, um, number one, now this, this is what I'm talking about. I'm trying to stamp it. This could be an opportunity for something to be invented where, Somebody can possibly help somebody without being there. You know what I'm saying? Because so uh, if it's a way to contact Zuckerberg Q, I'm, I'm gonna do that. Like I said, I don't know how to break it down to him, but it, I, I'm gonna just try mm-hmm. to throw my idea out there to him. But that's my idea, and I'm saying that January the third. So if some white boy somewhere or somebody else get it or whatever, and listen to the show, you know, hey. You know, I like I say, I don't have shit written about it. I don't have no blueprints. I'm not a fucking engineer, but I but I do know if there's technology that could uh uh well, cute me. You know, we used to work in in uh, communication. You know, they had a ping or whatever that could locate when the yeah. time. You know, some that's what I'm saying. Something that might could uh, uh connect your address to what's happening then. That might would allow somebody. to help somebody but as far as that particular situation um some and multiple people already said other than a direct family member shit i mean you know you can do i mean it's like you hope somebody well (laughs) 
you coming up on seven minutes. <laughs> hey, well, hey, dude, I got on late though. <laughs> I don't know you got to make up for it. <laughs> actually, they do have something like that already. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's not for regular people. I mean, but that, that's what I was saying. Like, like right, where, it's not, you know, but I guess what I'm saying is like maybe an app or something where somebody else could help somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be nice. Well, they have those little bracelets, you know, the medic bracelets. Right, right, right. I fall and I can't get up. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. Dr. Willis, shut it down for me. Um, as far as the New Year's resolutions, uh, well, first of all, let me preface by saying Happy New Year to all you guys. Um, you know, it's always great chopping it up with y'all. But um, as far as the New Year's resolutions and stuff, um, I think if you're going to go out and uh, make some resolutions, uh, in addition to the advices and the things that we said tonight, I also want to throw in make it fun. All right, if you know you want to lose weight, don't go don't go to the gym, don't work out because you're not going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Take some dancing classes. Take a hike and, you know, join a group that hikes or something. You know, do something that's fun and interactive. That way you're not focused or you're not concentrating on the hard work that it takes to, you know, reach your goal. So make it fun. If you want, you know, you want to, uh, uh, you know, be better off financially, want to save more money, then, you know, do something like, you know, when you get to change back all your fives, you're going to put in a jar or something, or maybe even all your ones, you know. Do something like that. And uh, to make it fun for you, to make it, you know, not seem like work or not make it, uh, or to make it as least painful as possible. So that would be my advice as far as the resolutions are concerned. Um, as far as the Facebook live video, uh, it's it's unfortunate that that young lady died, you know, doing something that she loved, which was singing, uh, and, and it had to be in such a public manner. But um, I find it hard to believe that anybody that was watching that particular night knew her because I, I can't see knowing her and just standing by not doing anything. Like, I would at least imagine that they would reach out to the family, like, you know, we've been suggesting or whatever tonight, uh, or even have, you know, going over there or something. But I can't I can't imagine somebody who knows her or knows somebody that knows her would just sit back and watch that. So I think that everybody that was watching, and this is what I, I, I'm going to believe in my mind because, you know, it's it's hard to fathom that there was somebody watching that video that knows her personally or knows somebody that knows her personally. So um, I think they were all just strangers, and that and that's what's got to stick because if somebody's watching that that know her or knows somebody that knows her personally, then they they should carry that weed around for the rest of their life. Um, the other topic that we talked about was uh, Trump. You know, um, the situation with Trump. Trump got elected. It's a done deal. We need to, um, and you know, I know, I know folks don't like the idea of giving him a chance, whatever the case may be. But what other options do you have? <laughs> you know, so I mean, whatever he comes down with, you know, what I'm saying is 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 pretty much going to flow through because he got both houses. My thing is this: you can sit, we can sit here and and join together and and be like, you know, do all kinds of shit to piss him off, and then he's going to be like, well, you know, what am I going to try for? Fuck these people. You know, blah blah blah, and then really have it hard, or we can say we can come together and show him that we're going to support him, and then and then hopefully you know reach some little heartstring or something tug on it, and, and he's going to be like, you know what, let's um you know let's do this, let's do this for them. I think they they need this or they deserve this or blah blah blah, whatever the case may be. 
but I think you get more, you know what I'm saying, you'll get more, uh, you get more flies with shit than you do with sugar. So let's not try to, you know, make it any worse than what it is, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm being dead serious. You know, so let's give the man a chance. Let's support him. If he if he reneges or if he do something that's totally, you know, jacked up or whatever, then let's let's get together as a people and voice our opinion. And like I said, not just on Facebook or whatever, let you know, let's you know, that's why they have lobbyists. We can get a lobby, you know, we can get lobbyists. We can support people that are yeah. going and and lobby Washington on our behalf. Well, well Bobby, you that know? actually happened here with with one of the councilmen here. Uh very mm-hmm. critical of Trump, but uh, he he took the invitation to go and uh, you know and 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 just basically said what some of the needs were, and he and that's what he was saying. He's saying, look, you saying this, you saying you ain't prejudiced, and I'm throwing it out there. Mm-hmm. You know, it was right. more like in the tense of where you saying it. You know, right. You know, not and, uh, and be some, some kind of nigger lapdog, but more like a right. uh, the way the U.S. got ambassadors to different countries. Like, you know, okay, we here at the table. This what we need. This we want. You know, hey, you know, what's the deal? Right. And, and me personally, I don't think Trump is racist, per se. I think uh, he, he ignited a racist base, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, you can't really blame that on him. I mean, it's like if I, you know, if I happen to, you know, go in office and stuff and I ignited, you know, an all-black Panther, you know, minded, you know, fan base, you know, you can't hold that against me, you know what I'm saying? If, even if I am, you know what I'm saying, speaking militant or something, I may not be necessarily supporting that. But either way, you know, I'm not a Trump fan. I'm not a Trump fan. I don't like Trump like that. But I think and then how many uh, how many minorities in Ohio and Florida and what's the other state that got him over didn't vote? You know, right? I mean, so shh. exactly. So you know, I mean, we we you know, what I'm saying like I said, you don't have to like him. But if we if we're hoping to get something, we we're not going to get it by constantly trying to piss them off or you know saying turn our backs on them or whatever the case may be. We need to give them an opportunity, and then if that don't work, then we can do all the other stuff. And that's just my own personal opinion. Okay, makes sense to me, sir. All right, I'll go ahead and wrap this thing up. Great show, everyone. Had a lot of fun, and uh, we'll. Do this again next week. Um, like I said, sports tomorrow. Next week we'll talk about bad luck or bad decisions and get into that. So uh, be ready for that. But again, you can go to talktoq.com, sign up for my email newsletter, and that way you can keep up with upcoming shows. So everyone go there and do that. As soon as you get off, um, get finished listening to this show, I'm assuming all my show legends are getting my newsletter. If you're not, shame on you. But um, like I said, we'll talk to you all tomorrow for sports. Next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, we'll do it again and talk about bad luck and bad decisions in life. Everyone have a great night. Again, Happy New Year to you all. Peace out. Talk to you next week. Unless you like sports. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Call it, go ahead. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what I meant. <laughs> you
Motherfucker. 